Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, happy Monday. It's Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. So I have a question for you guys, and it's a question I get from listeners all the time. And in fact, I've just gotten an email from a mom who's wanting to know how she can implement a screen-free summer. So this is Mail Day Monday, and I'm going to be addressing this issue today because, frankly, it's an issue in my own house, and so I've been doing a little bit of research on it, and I've come up with a couple of things that I hope are going to be helpful, and I think I'm going to make this podcast uh, happen today and Wednesday. So I hope you guys will share this with your friends, and I hope that you'll be encouraged. A couple of things I want to let you know are coming up today if you live in the area, or even if you don't, actually, I'm going to be on the Georgine Rice Show. So I'll be on the radio today at 4.30 in Portland, Oregon. So two days uh, on the radio today for me, and I'm going to be talking about homeschooling. And in particular, I'm going to be talking about the brand new homeschool resource center that is coming to Vancouver, Washington this fall. So we are excited about that, excited to see what God is going to do. Um, as we open up that center, and I would really appreciate it if you would be praying for our family and for the staff and for all the volunteers, lots and lots of volunteers helping us get uh, that center up and running. Please mark your calendars for those of you who live in the Pacific Northwest and in my neck of the woods in the Portland, uh, Oregon, Vancouver, Washington area, July 10th at LifePoint Church. We're going to be doing a preview night, and you will be able to see a list of most of the classes that are going to be offered there this fall as well as meet the teachers and just hear um, our heart for the homeschool community. So come on out July 10th. I will link back to it at the show notes today. So let's talk about this idea for just a few minutes of being screen free. Now I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Well, you know me, I don't like to beat around the bush. I'm not really a fan of small talk and I'm not really a fan of small talk uh, even about this issue because I think it's an important one. And it's something that we are dealing with uh, as a family over here because everybody is online now, right? If you don't, if you're, you know, unless you're Amish, I guess, most people have um, a device, a tablet, a laptop computer, we have televisions in our homes, we have smartphones. And uh, I'm kind of, I'm starting to see a really negative effect that all this is happening. So we have, we made a decision a little while ago, a few weeks ago, to take away our kids' devices for the summer, not every day, all day. So I want to kind of, I'm going to give you a few ideas and kind of um, see if you can relate to what I'm going through over here. But what I've noticed is my kids are online a lot and I am seeing more and more frustration in our house as a result of it. So I told you guys several months ago that I installed something in our house called Disney Circle. Disney Circle is your friend. Repeat after me. Disney Circle is your friend. If you have children in your home that have access to devices like iPads or Androids or smartphones, if they are on social media at all, you need to check out Disney Circle because what the Circle will do by the way, it's so easy that even a dummy like me can plug it in and make it run. 
Uh, but what it will do is it will allow you to set times for your children um, to be on their phones. You can say, this is what time they can have access to the internet in the morning. This is what time it goes off. But beyond that, it will allow you to say, I only want them to be on Facebook for 25 minutes or whatever, you know, whatever you're, and then when you, when they have reached that limit, you will get a text message, mom. Can you hear the angels singing? You'll get a text message and it will say, you know, Becky has, has reached her one hour and 20 minute Instagram limit for the day. And then what happens to uh, Becky's Instagram? She can't access it anymore because Disney Circle blocks it. So she can't have access to it until the next day. Now you can always give them more time if you want to or less time because you have instant access to that app. But I love Disney Circle. So check it out. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. You can get it on Amazon. And I would be super thrilled if you bought that through my Amazon affiliate link. So I will link back to that today at the show notes. A couple of things that I've been looking into, you know, particularly with our kids because we have teenagers. So I think it's easier. Well, it should be easier. Uh, If your kids are younger, it should be a lot easier, I think, to say, oh, no, mama said, no, we're not going to do that today, or we're going to be trying something different today and, uh, and to implement that. When your kids get a little bit older, I think we need to be careful about becoming really legalistic and ruining our relationships with our kids over things that don't have eternal significance. And so I want to encourage parents, especially of teenagers, to come at this, um, realizing that most of these kids today are growing up with screens. They just are. We're growing up in an, in a day and age where technology is everywhere, right? We wear our um, our Apple watches. I have been wearing a Hilo. You guys have been uh, hearing me talk about that. I talked about that with uh, John Herman on Friday, which by the way, if you haven't checked out Hilo, I'm telling you what, you guys, I really like it. I had a Fitbit and it. Um, I didn't like the interface very much. And so I ended up taking my Fitbit back to Costco Hilo is like Fitbit on steroids, so um, I think you'll I think you'll really like it. It's just a great wellness monitor. I really want Hilo to come out with something that tells me how much screen time I use. <laughs> that would be that would be really awesome. But as I'm reading online, I saw uh, Maria Shriver wrote an article about her her family being so plugged in. She said, "Are you so plugged in that you're out of touch?" And she was talking about just the the sense of connectivity that we are losing in the culture right now. And she quoted a Wordsworth poem that he wrote over 200 years ago. Um, but the, the poem is called, The World is Too Much With Us. And one of the parts of the poem, it says, the world is too much with us, late and soon, getting and spending, we lay waste our powers. Little we see in nature that is ours. We have given our hearts away a sordid boon for this, for everything. We are out of tune. And Maria Shriver kind of laments the fact that this is true in her own life, and she sees it in the lives of her kids. And I can only imagine what Wordsworth would think right now um, if we if we could see how we are living in our hyper-connected, instant, urgent response needed, you know, get out your thoughts in 140 characters or less world. Because in this day and age, we are literally never out of touch, right? Well, perhaps we are never truly in touch. I think uh, she was right in saying that out of tune pretty much sums it up. And so today I'm going to give you a couple of ideas to help you go screen-free. There's a lot of benefits to going screen-free. And I realize that not everybody can uh, can go you know, 100% screen-free. I talk about this a lot uh, in, the, uh, in the, the workshop that I teach called The Distracted Mom. And so I understand that it's not easy to de- to uh, detach from screen-based habits. 
Um, but we know that screens can often be essential to our lives, right? Including those moments when we just need um, some backseat quiet during a long car ride, so or a wine-free dinner out. Like I've seen a lot of parents, you know, hand their kids an iPad to play with while they're waiting for a meal to be served at a restaurant. When I was a kid, and I'm sure a lot of you listening to this can relate. You know, my mom brought crayons and coloring books to restaurants and she was, you know, there were seven of us. (laughs) So she was pretty much doing everything she could on the rare occasions that we did go out uh, to eat to make sure that we had something to do so that there was not whining and crying and that kind of thing at the table. And I think that's part of the reason why it's so important for moms, especially to recognize what is essential uh, screen time and what is it the screen what is it that we're using our screens for that's just purely recreational or entertainment based hey i want to take a minute to talk about our sponsor for the podcast today our podcast is being sponsored this week by Hilo which if you've never heard of Hilo i will link back to it in the show notes today but it's kind of like a fitbit on steroids Hilo is life sensing technology and i've been using it now for a little while and i'm telling you what you guys are going to be blown away i know that there is no shortage of smart wearable technology on the market, but I'm telling you what, the Hilo wearable technology is hard to beat. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about it on Friday's podcast, but in the meantime, check it out. I'll link back to the Hilo at the show notes today. So I've been looking a little bit, uh, there's some awesome research out there um, on going screen-free and the benefits and the negative repercussions of too much screen time. But right now, research says that adolescents and teens that spend seven plus hours a day in front of a screen is pretty much the norm. And so that's what I'm kind of rallying against this summer. And so there's a lot of benefits to reducing screen time, not the least of which is lower obesity. You can decrease attention problems when your kids aren't um, aren't on a screen all the time. You can improve their performance in school. You actually can improve sleep quality by uh, going screen-free or by limiting the amount of time that you are um, in front of a screen or in front of the internet or watching movies or whatever with your kids. And so I'm going to encourage you today uh, to remember what is it, what's, what you're trying to do with your kids. So, you know, we're not trying to frustrate them. We don't want to, you know, we're not trying to, the Bible says don't exasperate your kids. So it's usually a bad idea, especially if your kids are used to being with their smartphones or their devices or whatever all the time to just go, hey, we're going to change it up and take, you know, hand them to mom. We're going to do something different. That's probably not going to go well for you, but you could certainly ease your way into it. So I'm going to give you a couple of ideas. One of the first ones that um, that I'm going to encourage you to do, and I'll I'll leave this list on the show notes today, and I'll try to make a graphic out of it so you can print it out. Maybe that would be helpful for you. But get outside uh, with your kids. You know, one of the things that I see missing, and I think Wordsworth actually 200 years ago was alluding to this in his poem, is we have lost a sense of wonder. Right, this has a lot to do with our with our uh, culture, but we've lost a sense of wonder. And there's something really incredible about just going outside in your yard, and you know, lifting up the heaviest rock you can find and googling whatever comes out from underneath it. Right? I mean, it's amazing what happens when you take your kids outside, just to instill a sense of wonder in them about their creator and about the creative process. And everything around us has elements of wonder to it. Whether you're setting a flower or you're studying an insect or an animal, um, we want to encourage our children to recognize the wonder that's around them. God says that he created these things so that we would give him glory. And in fact, the Bible says that if we don't give glory to God for what he's created, even the rocks will cry out. 
And if you've ever been anywhere near Yellowstone or the Grand Canyon, you know what I'm talking about. Or shoot fire, just go up, up uh, my neck of the woods down I-84 and check out Multnomah Falls. The creation around us speaks to the glory of God, and we need to um, take our kids outside and help them learn to appreciate it. Um, I think one of the one of the incredible benefits of just saying, hey, we're not going to do television today, we're not going to be on our iPhones, we're not doing social media, is that it allows children to begin to get reacquainted with what's around them, not the least of which our relationships with other people. I notice uh, I notice this a lot, especially during my travel season. You know, Jay and I tend to eat out or we'll eat in hotel lobbies or whatever, or hotel uh, restaurants sometimes late at night. And we've noticed this more and more that people aren't even talking to each other across the table from, you know, they could be sitting right there across from each other and they're not even talking. They're just on their phones. And so if you're feeling that that sort of, man, I wonder what our, our lives would look like if we just unplugged for a little bit, I'm just, I'm just encourage you, give it a try. Check out Disney Circle for sure, because that will limit, that will let you be more in control of what's happening in your home. And by the way, kids are smart. There are ways to get around the circle, right? So if they get off of your network, if, if they have access to uh, to their phones or to their tablets and it doesn't require Wi-Fi, there are ways for them to get around the Disney Circle. But for the most part, it works really, really good. Another thing that you can do this summer is to learn to love your library, right? Read out loud. We are reading um, The Hidden Hand right now. It's a lamplighter book. And our kids, even our high schoolers, are just into it. And we'll sit around in the morning and just for maybe even just a half an hour and just read out loud, set out a tray of cookies or some tea or something and read aloud with your kids. You'll be amazed at uh, a picture that is painted from a story that you are reading out loud with your kids. Another thing that you can do this summer is to learn a new skill. Maybe you want to teach your kids um, how to cook or use your crock pot, or maybe you want to experiment with making jam or uh, with um, your pressure cooker. You guys know I love my pressure cooker. But I think it's important for us to teach our children these skills. And so often I think we have gotten dependent on um, what we can find on the internet and we're not just accessing um, the, the things that we accessed even 20 years ago and just getting a cookbook from the library and just going you know, old school. We don't need to look up a recipe right on the internet. It's just easy right? It's an easier thing to do. But what would happen if you took your kids down to the library and you said, hey, let's learn a new thing. Let's figure out, let's figure something out together. I think it's important to be able to do that with your kids. If you have kids that are older in your home, like I do, I want to encourage you to designate time for them to be on their devices. Even if it's just a half an hour a day, they want to connect, you know, touch base with their friends or whatever and say, hey, we're not going to be on our devices most of the time. But even if you just gave them a half an hour a day, uh, it's totally doable. Listen, media should work for you and it should work within your family values and your parenting style. And when screens are used thoughtfully and appropriately, when media is used in such a way that it uh, benefits your family, then it can enhance your daily life. But what we're seeing happen so often is that it's used inappropriately or without thought. And when that happens, when when uh, screens become babysitters for parents and parents become lazy, what happens is that the media displaces the important activities such as um, face-to-face interaction with your kids and family time outdoors and getting outside, um, exercising, unplugging, um, having downtime. One of the things that I have been doing recently is just putting my phone in airplane mode, even if it's just for an hour and a half a day. Because it seems to me like I'm compelled when I hear it ding or when I know somebody wants my attention, I'm just, it's sort of this instant answer thing and it's the tyranny of the urgent 
except for it's typically not urgent. And so I'm gonna encourage you uh, to maybe create a personalized family media plan. So I found this online and I'll link back to it today, but there's a website um, called healthychildren.org and you can actually search for, they have a family media plan on here and they will allow you to actually click on it and think about what you want the purpose of a screen-free summer to be. So there's a tool on this page where you can create a family media plan and there's also a media time calculator. Hello, media time calculator. So uh, that is something that's, I mean, well, and the Disney circle will do that for you too because the circle will tell you exactly how much time you spend online and you will be amazed, you guys. I am not kidding you. You will literally be amazed at how much time you spend online. When you add it all up, it's kind of crazy. So check it out. I'm gonna link back to that today. Um, It's a way for you to make a family plan uh, together. Sit down with your kids and say, this is the goal. Also, something that I think might be important for you to do is um, when your kids have friends over, I have a a friend of mine that does this with her family. And at first I was like, oh no, that seems kind of hardcore. But now I'm like, I actually really like that idea. When they have friends over, uh, they turn in their their phones uh, out the door. And what this does is it encourages them to actually talk to each other <laughs> instead of just sit around on the floor and uh, be on their phones. And so she has done a great job, I think, of uh, of finding a good sense of balance in her home. There's another article that I'll link back to, and I'm running out of time, so I'll wrap this up here pretty quick. But at the Stir um, Cafe Mom, she wrote an article called, uh, I Made My Daughter Go Screen-Free and It Drove Our Family Apart. Kind of an interesting thing. She says, when she signed her family up for screen-free week, which has been around for a long time, I knew there would be friction. I'm raising a kid in a time when eight to 18-year-olds spend an estimated 75% of their time connected to some sort of gadget. So telling my eight-year-old she couldn't watch TV, play on her laptop, or touch her Kindle for an entire week was going to be a hard sell. But I'd be lying if I didn't admit I was caught up in the mystical promise that forcing my family to unplug would bring us all closer together. After all, that's what the folks behind Screen Free Week promise, that by getting rid of gadgets for seven days, your kids will be turning off digital entertainment and turning on life. So did it happen? She says, in a word, no. It didn't bring my family together. If anything, we spent the last week more disconnected than usual. So she says that um, it was just lame. She just didn't like it. But I want to just, and I I see what she's saying, you know, um, that basically what we are, what we've done as parents is we rely on these things. So this means if you guys are going to go screen free, you actually have to put some effort into it. Some effort into talking with your kids, some effort into coming up with uh things to help occupy their time. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with your kids being bored. Moment of silence for bored kids. When your kids are bored, they actually come up with, they will, it will be an uh, an, an impetus to help them come up with things to do. Will it work immediately? No. Will there be some, uh, will there be some consternation involved? Absolutely. But will it be worth it? Yes. And so I think it's important uh, for you to be really thinking about what uh, what the uh, the implications will be for your family and maybe implement this slowly. But wow, I'll tell you what, I am going in search of a screen-free summer here at my house, especially for uh, July and August, which are kind of the only two months that we get um, what could be considered a break. So I hope that's encouraging for you today. We're going to talk a little bit more about this on Wednesday um, with some more ideas, especially for those of you who have little kids. Uh, We're going to be talking about what it looks like to have a screen-free summer. So if you have not yet shared this podcast with your friends, I hope you'll do it. You can link back to it and be sure to leave a review over at iTunes. Hope you guys are enjoying your summer together. I'll see you back here on Wednesday. 
For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. Mm-hmm.